Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. If you want to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1 again, you can. 1 Corinthians 1. And verses 30 and 31, I'll read again. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. We are now on to made unto us sanctification. But I want to go back and give some points made from wisdom and righteousness, those messages, just a few here, to get us caught back up. In God's wisdom, he made a way that he might be just and the justifier of the ungodly. The way he purposed this is not at all how man would have done it, nor through man's wisdom could he have conceived of doing this. Man, as was purposed of God, fell so far that he could not get to God. He, in fact, does what he can to hide himself from God. By man's wisdom, he will never know God. That's what it says in the chapter where our text is. So this is what God tells us in his word. God's wisdom also purposed a way that man would be enabled to see who God is. This would all be done by him. God being an absolute righteous God came down. He came down in the likeness of sinful flesh. He condemned sin in the flesh by his flesh for our flesh. Him being the righteousness of God, he was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He kept the law, something you and I could not do. But for him, it was no effort because of who he is. The Father loved him. We can see in the gospel that Christ is the righteousness of God without the law. Joe just mentioned it earlier. Keeping the law did not make him righteous. He is righteous, and because of that, keeping the law for him was not any effort. It is what he loved to do. In the gospel, we can and do in time see Jesus Christ by the power of God. We see him as these things, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So today, let's look at sanctification. Sanctification, the meaning of the word here is holiness, purification, purifier. God, Jesus Christ, is all these things intrinsically. He has made known unto us these things through the gospel by his spirit. All of these words used here that it says he has made known to us are are nouns in the Greek. Nouns are a person, place, or thing. In this case, they are a person. 
This is what Christ is made unto us, all these things through the gospel. If it were not so, then we would never know Christ. There are verb, verb forms of this word sanctification as well, and we will look at some verses that use those. I don't know that I'll mention whether they're a verb or not. But, <clears throat> but Jesus Christ is our purifier. Yes. I really like the thought of that. Exactly. It is he that makes me clean. It is he that sets me apart for his use. It is he that makes me holy. If you would, turn with me to Hebrews 10, because I'm going to hit a few verses as I'm in there in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 and starting in verse 9. <clears throat> Hebrews 10, verse 9. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. Amen. He taketh away the first, it says. Mm -hmm. What did he take away? Yeah. Do this and live. Exactly. The Ten Commandments. That he may establish the second. What is the second? I have done it all. Live. Amen. It goes on to say, by the which will, we are sanctified. Yes. Not we have begun to be sanctified and now it needs to be finished or completed. Exactly. But we are sanctified. Amen. Complete. Finished. How? Through the offering of the body of Christ. Once. The for all was put in there, and I think it reads just fine without it. It does not necessarily hurt it, but it reads better without it, I think. Once Christ died, only once and no more. What did he accomplish in that one-time offering of his body for his people? Yes. Sanctification. Amen. He made us holy, and it only took one time for him to offer up himself to accomplish this. My sanctification. Verse 14 of Hebrews 10, it says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Amen. This verse, verse says what I just told you. This one offering perfected forever. Yes. And this word means perpetually. Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, Joe mentioned that it was somewhere else in Hebrews the the word meant perpetually. That's right. Like this. <clears throat> he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. This is something that was done that is continuing and will never end. Amen. There is nothing about it that is changing or it's just continuing on. This is to them that are Sanctified. What Jesus Christ has done has set me apart unto God. Amen. It has cleansed me and made me holy before God, all based on the work he did and nothing at all to do with me or what I have done or will do. This was done before you and I were ever even born. 
But God does in time come to us in power, and he then sanctifies us through his spirit if we are one of his. And this based on his purpose as to when he wants to do this for each of those that are his. 2 Thessalonians 2.13, very familiar, you all know this. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Here is what God tells us that will bring salvation to us through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. His spirit comes to each of his at his own time. When it pleases him, the spirit bloweth where it listeth. But the spirit comes and it sets his own apart. The spirit makes them holy. Does the spirit of God do a job that is imperfect and must be continued on or made better by one who has been sanctified? Absolutely not. But just to finish the passage, this setting apart, this making holy is for the express purpose of believing the truth. I like to also read 1 Peter when I read this as it says the same thing but in just a little different way and I think it makes it more clear. 1 Peter 1 verses 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Here we can see that the sanctification of the Spirit, that is the setting apart of the Spirit, the making holy of the Spirit is unto obedience. That is believing Jesus Christ and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did all this for his church. What he did on that tree secured the fact that they would, in time, be one of those whom God would cleanse by his Spirit. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 we read, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. God does not do a partial job of sanctification. God does not wind you up and then you take over in time to sanctify yourselves. But don't take my word for it. Let's see what God says. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you Holy, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word there for sanctify means to make holy. The one, this is one of those verbs. The one who is making holy is the very God of peace. Who is that? Jesus Christ the Lord. Then we have the word holy. The word for holy there, and that is W-H-O-L-L-Y, means complete to the end. Absolutely perfect. So the God of peace sanctifies us, and he does this completely to the end, preserving us until our God of peace returns. 
Progressive sanctification is a lie. Sanctification is not a progressive work, but a completed work. It is one that is a continuing work, completed to the end. That is, it is, is a work that will last how long it needs to. If you feel you are progressively getting better, you are deceiving yourself. I do believe some people confuse sanctification and righteousness, and I'm not saying I'm, I can't do that. There's sometimes I read things and I may confuse sanctification and righteousness. Sanctification is a setting apart. It is a cleansing. It is not performing a performing of some work for righteousness. We know what our righteousnesses are before God. Filthy rags. God tells us that we are preserved by Him, and this preservation is all the way until He returns. When He returns, we will see Him as He is and shall be like Him. So you want to sanctify yourself? You go right ahead. My hope is in Jesus Christ who has and shall bring me to God by himself. God sanctifies us completely. He does this using different things. I don't know the best way to say, so someone may have a better way to say it, but, but we are told in Scripture that we are sanctified by the body of Christ, the faith of Jesus Christ, sanctified by the Holy Ghost, and sanctified by the truth of God. Are these different sanctifications? Jesus Christ, by his death, secured our being made holy by his body and death, by his faith to do what the Father said to do. The Holy Spirit then coming down and translating those who are his into the kingdom of his dear Son, and they are set apart by the Holy Spirit. Them coming to know this by his gospel, his truth. All the same sanctification. This is where and or when we begin to see he is made unto us all these things. But the scripture talks about us being involved in sanctification. Do we cooperate with God in our sanctification? Do we progressively get holy? Short answer, which I've already given, is no. But let's look at some of the passages that speak of different things. And I will just go to those passages and you'll see what I'm talking about. Those passages where some might say we are involved in our sanctification. And just to be clear, we are involved. But only in the sense as the one who has had these things done to us. And not as some tool where we do things to make ourselves so. God does the saving. We do the sinning. Our involvement is offending the thrice holy God. God's part is saving those who have offended him. You know, you hear some folks talk about synergism. That is, man cooperates with God. The only cooperation of man to God is when he makes us willing in the day of his power, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. When God exerts his power, you will not resist because you cannot. If he does not exert his power and you are left to yourself, that's not a good place to be. Men like to use these big words like synergism. And it's not in God's word, by the way. God did not even breathe in his word, Hebrew or Greek, words that big. 
Not even words that would be translated into other languages that are that big. Men like to use these kind of words because it makes them look smart or feel smart. This is what the scripture calls words of man's wisdom. <clears throat> we know by man's wisdom that no man will know God. The gospel is simple. And that is, I mean by that, singular. It is Christ, Christ, Christ. Yes, Anything concerning the salvation of a sinner, then it is all Christ, Christ, Christ. It is that simple. Man's part is offending God, and that's it. You know what I think of uh, those men who use these big terms like synergism, superlapsarianism, and so on, ad nauseum? I think of Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Making noise but saying absolutely nothing when it comes to Christ and him crucified. Yeah, that's it. Making it about man and not Christ. Yes. Let's turn to a passage that men like to use as one of those passages to say, see, man does have a part in his sanctification. In other words, they help God out in sanctifying themselves. So turn with me to 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. And I didn't mark it, so we might be here for a while, me finding, trying to find it. No, I, I got it right here. I think. 1 Peter 1, uh, chapter 1 and verses 13 through 16. <clears throat> Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. <clears throat> Your way of life matters. But if you read this and get the thought that God turns things over to me now to do that which is good, then you are wrong. He wills his people into what he himself appoints. It is his will that will be done in heaven as it is on earth. He works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. This is all done because of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done. Does God tell us in Scripture to do things we cannot do? All the time. In fact, there is nothing we can do without Him. He must enable us to do all things according to the counsel of His good pleasure. If it is us working this out in ourselves, then we have something to boast of. It is He that has made us holy, and it is He that directs our steps. If you are fashioning yourself according to former lust, that is, all these immoral things that men think of that are immoral, and they are, but also if you think that in some way you can do something to help God out, that is immoral because it offends God. Yes. Immorality in Scripture is really unrighteousness. Yeah. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Yeah. 
not one. No man born of Adam can or will do such a thing. But we are told countless times in Scripture that Jesus Christ hath cleansed us and shall keep on cleansing us. We do not cleanse ourselves. We do not set ourselves apart. It is clear in Scripture that we are set apart by God, by the body of Jesus Christ, by His Spirit in regeneration, by the faith of Christ, by His truth. In Luke 17, you know the account where the lepers, there were ten lepers. Christ cleansed them, but for some, some of them, this cleansing was only the outside. It only cleaned them outwardly of their leprosy. He did not cleanse them of their inner leprosy, if you will, that which is a leprous heart. Christ said to the one in Luke 17, 17, he said, And Jesus answering said, where, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? The indication in that passage, passage is the other ones did not come to Christ. They went on their way. But this one who was cleansed gave God the praise for what was done and not the others. We do not venerate ourselves. That is, we do not sanctify ourselves. We have been sanctified by the purifier. But the one who has the, by the one who has the power, the ability the holiness to do so. All we can do is be sanctified and not get sanctified. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And I want to read a Robert Hawker quote on this verse. Quote, Reader, do observe how the Holy Ghost by his servant points out the method by which this life is preserved. As he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. God's call is to holiness, and God's grace works in us this holiness in Christ and from Christ. And hence when he saith, Be ye holy, for I am holy, this is not a bare precept, but the communication of grace enabling. He, he wills his people into what he into what he hath himself appointed. He worketh them both to will and to do of his pleasure. His grace is to this express purpose. And it is to the praise of the glory of his grace when this is done, and which proves that the work of his grace and not man's labors or man's merit, for then it could not, it could not be in either sense to the praise of his grace. And as it is on... As on earth in, and as it is on earth in grace, so hereafter in heaven in glory. The final and full presentation of the church is to himself and for himself, to be to be to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Oh, the unspeakable riches of God in Christ. End quote. How about this passage? 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Do we sanctify the Lord? No. Not in the sense that we are, we are sanctified, but we sanctify Him in our hearts. 
He is set apart, given the preeminence, which is his, so that we might tell others about what he has done for us. Even this we cannot do without him working in us to do this. Without him we can do nothing. I'm not working alongside of God to do these things. It is not God is doing his part and I am doing mine. God is working in us to do these things. It is his work that we believe on him. And if he stopped doing this work, we would stop believing. But he is faithful to perform that which he has promised to do. Jesus Christ is made unto us sanctification because he is our sanctification. Ephesians 1.4 we read, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God, the almighty, sovereign, holy God, calls us saints. Yes. That is holy. Amen. We are chosen in him to be holy before him. That is God. What did Christ tell Paul? If you would, turn with me to Acts 26. Acts 26, and I'll be almost done here. Acts 26. Acts 26 and verses 15 through 18. And I said, this is Paul speaking, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. And that is Christ. <clears throat> it is the faith which is in Christ that sets us apart, even as it set him apart. Read John 17 sometime. Christ is our sanctification. We are sanctified, past tense, but it is a setting apart that continues until the day of Jesus Christ, until we are before God holy. We are set apart by God in this life that we may give honor and glory to his name. We have no sanctification of our own. We are separated unto God that called us by his almighty power. We are sanctified by Jesus Christ once, not multiple times, but this sanctification which he has wrought is a sanctification which is complete and perfect. We are continually sanctified by him, meaning we are kept by God. We are preserved by God. What does it go on to say in Hebrews, as we have said before in verse 14? For by one offering he hath perfected forever 
them that are sanctified. 